0: Welcome to another episode of What Is A Podcast, um, the podcast where I'm struggling to maintain my voice. Um, I might need a little bit of water. Might need to clear my throat a bit. But I wanted to to get something out for for the people. You know, I care about the people, so we're going to do this for the people and. I want to start off by appreciating a a milestone that I reached. And that milestone is 1,000 followers, not on the podcast or anything, but 1,000 TikTok followers that I have achieved. And I talked about this a little bit last time in terms of like, gaining a lot of followers and attention on TikTok. And I believe last time I talked to you all, I had 900. And now I have a thousand, like a little bit more than a thousand followers on TikTok, which is a a big deal. Like that's a next echelon of followers, particularly on TikTok, right? I feel like a thousand followers on Instagram, right? It doesn't mean the same thing because you don't really... You know, change the game too much. But a thousand followers on TikTok means that you can go live. You can live stream on TikTok. And part of me feels like you should be able to live stream like no matter what follower count you have. Like part of me feels like you should just have all the features, like everyone should have all the features, right? And then we go from there. But unfortunately, that's not how it is. And I do think like if you have two followers, like who's going to watch your live stream? Nobody, but I have a thousand followers and I barely got anyone in my live stream, but I live streamed for the first time to, um, not today, but a couple days ago. And let me tell you, live streaming to a bunch of people that you don't know is really weird um especially when like you've never done it before like you're not used to it and it's like a skill that I haven't developed I haven't built up yet and I don't know if I ever will I don't know if I'll ever go live again but like going live if you've never done it or if you haven't done it like when you have like a lot of followers not saying that a thousand is a lot but it's enough right Like, going live, you have this sort of, like, pocket of time where no one is in the stream, right? Because you start the live stream, and then, like, the notifications go out, right? Or, like, there'll be, like, an icon saying that you're streaming, you're streaming. But no one is in the room yet. No one is in the live stream yet. And how are you supposed to do anything? You're just staring at yourself in the mirror, essentially. You're staring at yourself in the phone and there's like this awkward space. It is only awkward to you because you're the only one there. But like once someone comes in, once people start coming in, then you have to start like talking. And then what the fuck do you talk about? Right? Like live stream, like I was just live streaming just to see what it was like, right? And then as soon as people came in, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to interact with people, right? Because some people like they're going to join your live on accident or they're going to join your live and then leave right away, right? Or like they they stay for a little bit and then they, they dip, right? But like trying to keep people in the live stream and trying to interact with people in comments and all that, it is like a skill that I think takes time and I think that not everyone probably is going to be good at it, right? Which might also be why... You have to have a thousand followers to go live on TikTok. Like I can go live on Instagram right now, right? I don't need any type of prerequisite there. But I know that like if I go live on Instagram, the people that are gonna click on my live are people that I've interacted with more more often than not. Like I'm not gonna get strangers in my live. But since TikTok is sort of like a global app in a way, right? I'm going to get people that I don't know and people who have made connections with on TikTok like I've made I don't know if friend is the right word but definitely like TikTok friend, right? Definitely like a friend on a TikTok level. Um I like those people might hop in the stream or something like that. But it's just a really like nerve-wracking experience and I I live stream maybe for like 15 or 20 minutes. Um, before I I had to leave off of that, right? But even then, it's, like, people coming in, like, the pressure to be entertaining or funny or informative, right? It's just, it's not where my bag is at the point. I'm not a streamer at that, and I'm not, like, someone who watches streams either. Like, genuinely, like, I find streams, like, watching streams, very inefficient. Um, I find them to, like in terms of, like, multitasking and in terms of, like, maybe, like, being on my phone while watching the stream or, like, on my computer or anything like that, I think television or YouTube videos are a lot better way to, like, multitask or, like, have some background noise. With a stream, your sort of, your attention is required on the stream and you can't really do anything else. And I like to watch a video and then, like, you know, maybe have it in the background and get some other work done or read or something like that. And I can't do that on a live stream. I need to focus on the streamer, right? Which means that I don't frequent live streams. It's not actually my thing, right? I just want to see if I might be good at it. And I still don't know, maybe I'll go live again, right? But like, I haven't watched a versus battle during quarantine. I haven't seen a single one. Um, When Tory Lanez was still in good graces, he is not anymore. And if you don't know why Tory Lanez is in bad graces, you can Google that. But when Tory Lanez was doing like daily Instagram live shows or anything like that, like, I was not participating, right? I just didn't find that a good use of my time like it wasn't like a good use of like entertaining me even though it is entertaining right i won't deny that streams are inter are not entertaining like i will never say that because streams are entertaining and people do like streams whether they're on instagram or twitch or wherever your stream happens to be located right i do think that um streams can be entertaining and there's entertaining moments, right? I just think for me in the way my brain works and the way my attention span is set up is that streaming is not for me as a viewer. Maybe I'll be a streamer. Maybe I'll go live on TikTok more. Maybe as I gain more followers, like I might go live on TikTok more and have more immediate interaction. I'll keep you updated here um, on the podcast because as far as I know, right? My TikTok followers and notoriety has not affected the podcast viewership by an extreme amount. This is still something completely separate from my TikTok career. But I'll, I'll keep you updated over here. I, I like it over here. Um, But yeah, I'm making more TikTok videos. And I'm, my TikTok now is like centered around linguistics. And because I was, like, my major in college, and that's what I like to learn about and read about. And I f- sort of felt like, like, on Twitter and, like, on the internet, I never felt like I was in, like, a linguistics community on the internet before. Like, I knew that linguists exist, right? And I knew that they were active on the internet. And even internet linguistics, like, how we communicate through the internet is, like, a subfield of the, the field, of the discipline, um and i knew that that existed but i never felt like that was a part of what i was like i wasn't in that community of like following like maybe like the big people on the platforms that i was on right and i think now like on tiktok that's a little bit different right and i searched my name on tiktok cuz like before, like when I was making like videos that were like dumb, and I wasn't like really centering my account on anything, right, you search my name on TikTok, and the most popular video I had made would be on top. And it was just like a random video of me like talking that somehow got like a couple 1000 likes, right. And now I think now that I've centered my content around mostly the same thing, right? It's like the top searches are all like linguistics related. And they're all sort of related to the same topic, which I think is fun. So if you're like looking for a certain type of content, you might find me and the algorithm might push it to you, right? Um, Which is interesting, like the growth is good. I'm sort of scared of videos like making their way off of tiktok and like onto twitter or something and then like people making fun of me um that might happen not saying that i'm again i'm not trying to say that i'm super famous on tiktok i'm just saying that the growth is there and the growth doesn't seem to be stopping right it might go up and down but the growth doesn't seem to be stopping so thinking about what the future may may hold if I continue on this path. And I do enjoy making videos, right? And I enjoy, like, explaining things and teaching people things, right? That's something that I think is fun. But what I've found is, like, now I'm doing, like, research. Like, I'm putting research into the videos. And I'm making sure that I'm double checking what I'm saying to make sure that I'm not saying anything wrong. And I'm making sure to like give sources and give information for further access or further reading on certain topics if I'm talking about something maybe a little bit more obscure, right? So there's way more work that's putting being put into the the TikTok videos, which is interesting because TikTok I felt like was a place where I could just be, be a dummy, right? It felt like a place where I could just mess around, have fun, like maybe yell at a camera a couple of times, right? And I didn't really want expect or want to be a TikTok er, right? I didn't need to be like verified on TikTok. I just like making videos, right? I like making the content that is out there but doesn't need to be like viral not necessarily but um going off of like this new smarter content like part of me is like oh they follow me for this like more educational leaning content like do I have the freedom to post a dumb video every once in a while that's something that is running around in the back of my mind. And it's not too serious. Like, if I really want to post something, I'm gonna do it. Like, I don't really care that much. But it's like, oh, like, do I need to keep this up? If I want to gain followers? Like, do I want to gain followers? Or do do I just want to do what I want? You know, that sort of moral push and pull of of TikTok. But it's been fun. It's still fun. I still enjoy making videos and the followers are there. Like, the followers are shooting up and they seem to be picking up what I'm putting down. I'm not the most famous linguistics creator on the app. There are several that are light years ahead of me, but we're 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 getting through it, right? And I understand as I'm saying this, like TikTok may be banned again, but I don't have the energy to worry about TikTok being banned anymore. Like there's scares and then the TikTok is like been threatened and threatened and threatened. And you know what, if it gets banned, you know, at least I did something, right? At least I made it to that 1000 mark. At least I made videos that I was not embarrassed about, right? I wasn't doing anything that sort of like, like I wouldn't want to show to other people. Like I'm not going to like actively like say hey, look at my videos. Like please look at my videos. But if someone sees the video, then like sure, fuck it. Let's let's do it. Let's let's talk about that video. Sure. I'm not like embarrassed by the stuff that I'm making and people seem to like it. So that's perfectly fine with me, right? If it gets banned, it gets banned, but I'm not going to be like super pressing over it. It would be a bummer for sure, right? I wouldn't like it since I have built somewhat of a following on there. But I'm just here like worrying about like making something good and putting it out to the world. And if I can't do that on TikTok, I still have other avenues to go through. Cause at the end of the day, all this stuff could go away tomorrow. Podcasts could get deleted tomorrow. Twitter could get deleted fucking tomorrow. So you got to just enjoy that shit while it lasts, you know? Um, but other than that, like other personal news, I have been going to a couple of doctors, um, nothing too serious, no COVID, no nothing like that. But I went to the dentist, um, a couple of days ago and I feel like dentists are kind of scammers. And if you're a dentist I'm not talking about like every individual dentist, but I feel like there's certain dentists that I feel like they're just trying to push stuff on me. So the dentist that I go to is like an Invisalign partner, okay? So they sell Invisalign or they give like coupons or like cheaper Invisalign to patients if they want it, right? And every time I go to this dentist, right, and I haven't been to this dentist since maybe like early 2019 that i i hadn't been at a dentist so i am coming back right and every time they come i come through to there they say do you want invisalign and every time i say no i only have one tooth that you can even consider being a problem right and i'm not paying thousands of dollars for one tooth Right, to get fixed. If it was my whole like bottom row of my mouth, I could see that. But I have one tooth that's just a little crooked. Like, I don't need Invisalign for that. Stop asking me. Right. But they keep on trying to like sell me this shit. Right. And it just like, like you realize that like my teeth are mostly straight. Right. I've already done the braces thing. It's just one tooth. I've explained this several times, but they still keep trying to push it on me. And I know that there are dentists and dental hygienists and they went to school for this and they are knowledgeable, but it still feels like sometimes they're trying to scam me. And one thing that dentists do, right, that my dentist does anyway, is they always ask me if I'm using an electric toothbrush, okay? And they say, oh, are you using an electric toothbrush? And I say, yes. And they say, well, as long as you're using an electric toothbrush, you're fine, And let me just pause there and say, what the fuck are you talking about, right? Just because I use an electric toothbrush doesn't mean that my brushing habits are on point, right? I could be using an electric toothbrush, but only brushing my teeth once a day for three seconds, right? And if that's the case, then my brushing habits are still not good whether you use an electric toothbrush or not, right? But they seem to be on this like electric toothbrush tip. And if I wasn't right using an electric toothbrush they might say like, I I have a feeling that they might like try to push the electric toothbrush brands on me, right? They might try to convert me in a way that seems just a little bit scammy, like this Invisalign, like cheap deal Invisalign to fix your teeth. It just feels like a scam. I don't know if it actually is a scam or not, but it feels like a scam. And like just like blindly accepting that, you know, brushing with a electric toothbrush is better than not right without even taking into consideration or following up on like my brushing habits or am I brushing for two minutes am I brushing twice a day right that just seems like you're you're on this electric toothbrush agenda right and I don't want the people at my dentist to be like feeling bad about this I don't think that they're bad people right? And I like, I have pleasant experiences most of the time that when I go there, right, the people and the receptionist and the dentist, they're they're nice people. But then you do these certain things, right? Like, because you're like an Invisalign partner or whatever. And it just like, well, what what the fuck is this? Like, I'm this doesn't seem to be, you know, monetarily viable, what's going on here, right? So the dentist and more on Invisalign in a second. But like, the dentist is is one thing, right? And like trying to sell those Invisaligns and those electric toothbrushes, that's one thing. But then the Invisalign people themselves, because I've gotten like a couple brochures from this Invisalign people, right? And this is a paraphrase of what those Invisalign people say. So they say, 70% of people do not have straight teeth, right? They are born without straight teeth, right? That's the big majority of people, 70% do not have that. So you are likely in that group of people that does not have naturally straight teeth, right? And then they go on and say Invisalign reverts you to normal tooth alignment. But hold on a second. Let me just backtrack to what I just said less than a minute ago. Invisalign says 70% of people do not have straight teeth. That means that straight teeth is not normal alignment. It can't be, right? Because so many people have not straight teeth, that the norm is the crooked teeth, right? That's what's average, right? That's what most people have. Having perfectly straight teeth is an outlier. That is something that is not commonly seen in natural-born humans. So, what are you trying to say, Invisalign? Right? Are you trying to say that my natural state is not normal? Because it clearly is. Your statistics say that my natural state of my teeth is more normal than the state of teeth that you're going to be in right after Invisalign. Because that perfectly straight shit, we know that that's fake. That's no, that you got a bag and fix your teeth or whatever. So that's something where on the Invisalign tip, especially, I'm just like, this These people like are low key like scammer energy, and i don't like it right It smells fishy to me and unless my teeth are in serious need of straightening, which I believe that they are not i 'm not getting that shit right They can keep trying, they can keep trying to sell me that stuff, but nope, no siree, bob and I also went to um, the eye doctor today, actually, I went to the eye doctor and I wear glasses if you didn't know I do not wear contacts contact lenses absolutely terrify me uh the fa- the thought of like just like putting your finger in your eye not for me but I went to the eye doctor today who I do not think are scammers right I do not think that the optometrists are scammers I think that glasses are too expensive right like the act of paying for glasses like I paid like for the pair that I'm about to get, like I paid like a hundred and fifty dollars, something like that, for like some new uh frames and new glasses and all that. So like looking at that, I don't think that the optometrists are scammers. I just think that the glasses industry as a whole needs, you know, a little bit more uh variety and it doesn't need to be such like a monopoly. Cause if you don't know a lot of, like, the major brands of glasses are owned by the same company. It's called Luxottica in Italy. So they can charge whatever the fuck prices they want, basically. Had some water there. But, like, when, ago, when I went to the, the um, eye doctor today, right, and they're telling me that my vision gets is getting worse. And mind you, I haven't been to the eye doctor in, like, three years, right? Those people do not remember me. Right. Every time I go to the eye doctor, they're like, oh, like, what's your name? Like, have you been here before? Like all that dumb shit. Like those people like I'm just like a vaguely familiar face to those people. Right. But walking in, they say that my vision is getting worse. And I did like that eye test where like you read like all the letters. And I have never been more embarrassed by an eye test, right? Because my vision is truthfully not that bad, right? I can see without my glasses, right? It's just everything is blurry. So if I take my glasses off, it's hard to read on a computer, right? Like I would need my glasses to read on a computer. I need my glasses if I want to watch TV. Otherwise, I can't really see like that stuff on the screen. But in terms of like navigating my surroundings, I can see pretty fine without my glasses. I just can't really read that well and I can't make out shapes or anything. And I was on a walk earlier this week and I wasn't wearing my glasses because the mask that I wear fogs up the glasses. So I was walking without my glasses and I saw what appeared to be a giant snake, right? It appeared to be a fucking python. And I got closer and as I got closer, I realized that that giant snake was not a snake. It was a piece of wood. It was just like a wooden stick on the ground. And I thought that it was like legitimately a python. So my vision is not great, but it's not something that I'm too worried about. Although the world is a much scarier place, right? And as I'm going into the eye doctor now, and it's been like at least three years since I've been there, they're telling me that, oh, my vision is getting worse. And then they said, like, had it gotten any worse, you wouldn't even be able to drive. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. Because, um, you know, I don't know, like, the technical, like, optometry stuff. That's that's their job. It's not mine. Right. But they were like, yeah, you're on the borderline of driving ability at the moment. Right. Had you been like even one step worse, you would not pass like a driving, eye tests, right? Unless you get new glasses and all that, right? And that was sort of like a wake up call that like, yo, right? Yes, my vision is not the worst out of anyone. Like, yes, I can see all that stuff. But it's like, you know, be careful, like, maybe I should check up on these eyes a little bit more, right? Maybe I should be a little bit mindful. Because what if I get to that point where I'm not driving ability anymore, but I haven't checked in on my glasses doctor in a long time. And I just don't even know, right? Because they said my my vision was getting worse. I didn't even notice anything getting worse, right? Until I took that fucking eye test, right? And I realized like, oh no, like I can't see anything. Like usually like on the eye test, like I can try and I can try my best to squeeze a couple letters like out of my... Out of my eyes, like I can squeeze a couple of them and make out the shapes, but on this time, oh no, 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 no. I I couldn't see anything on that until they sort of tried to correct me and get me back to, to 2020. Because what they said now is that I'm almost at I believe 2050. I think is what they said, right? In 2050 vision is not driving worthy, right? You have to be, I guess, 2040 and below, right? When you're when you're seeing whether that's like with your glasses or not, I guess, 2040 and below, maybe above, I don't know the terminology. But 2040 is like the cut off point for, I guess, driving eyesight. And I was you know, almost, almost at that 2050 mark. So I'm going to get new glasses, which are too expensive. Like glasses should be like 20 bucks, right? Like I glasses should not be like super expensive. I don't think, right? It's just like, it's like an accessory. It's like a fucking plastic accessory, right? Like my glasses that I'm wearing right now, they're made out of like fucking like, like plastic basically, right? The only thing that's worth anything on the glasses is the actual prescription lens, right? But the actual frames, right, that come along with it, right, I mean, it's worth something, but it's not worth, like, that much. It's the prescription lenses that are, you know, crafted that need more of the value, right? Unless you're doing something that's, like, really, like, artisan-made and, like, a unique frame of glasses, in that case, right, then it probably is worth a little bit more. But, like, paying, like, I paid, like, 150 dollars for for glasses right and it's like this this is plastic basically right like most of it is plastic and then it's just the the eyeglass frames right but we're looking at like branding and all that and like looking at like the cheapest options that they have there and it's like okay i guess i'm I'm cashing out 150 like this but gla- glasses should not be 150 right gla- glasses should be like 20 30 bucks I I promise you, right? You need to have some type of material to make it durable because they're going to be on your face. They're going to be moving around all day. You want to make them comfortable, right? So it takes a little bit more craftsmanship, right? But glasses should not be that expensive. I wholeheartedly believe that glasses should be like $20 or $30. Um, But yeah, just making sure to keep up on my health. Like my teeth are fine. My eyes will be fine right? Getting my new glasses. So I'll have that crispy 2020 vision once again, and not this fucking like 2040, whatever shit that I'm, I'm dealing with now. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But in other news, like thinking about the world, football is back. Did you guys know that football is back? Football is back. What? what, Like, because I guess football didn't have a preseason, right? And usually the preseason is like how you warm up for the season, right? You get four games before the real NFL season so you can get ready for the real deal games. But no, it is currently Wednesday night. And we've played real actual football that counts now. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking about football and they're like, yes, finally, football is back. I've been waiting for football for 40 days and 40 nights and it's finally back and I'm excited. And you know what? Good for you. I'm happy that you're excited about football being back. But my reaction to playing football was, why the fuck are they playing football? And I get that we've been playing basketball in a bubble, we've been playing baseball to varying degrees of success, right? But football, right, has way more people on the roster, right? A football team has 53 players, right? Imagine, and football, the NFL, to my knowledge, is not really doing a bubble situation. So imagine one person gets sick, right? And then potentially 53 others get sick, right? And then we have, the whole exponential growth thing like imagine how many people a 53-man roster can infect before they even know that they are infected right you have 53 people and worst case scenario they all test positive right that like that has the potential to be like genuinely devastating right if a group of 53 people just go out and and spread in like the same town and then the town spreads and all that like that has like catastrophic potential right so thinking about football right and yes, I still want my teams to win, and yes, I'm still gonna watch. I'm not that good a person. But it just seems like like they shouldn't be playing football right now. And yes, I felt that about other sports. Like if I had it like my way, I would have shut down sports for way longer, right? Or maybe even for the rest of twenty twenty, right? I'm, I would probably have shut down sports in that way just because you can never be, you know, too safe. In a situation like this, right? But having a, a sports in general, like baseball, basketball, soccer, all that, right, leads the way for NFL, like the big money-making sport of the country, right, to have their their shot at TV, right? Because one thing for sure is you're not gonna have baseball and basketball on TV and not the NFL. just doesn't work like that. There's too much money to be had here. So thinking about like the financial incentives and like getting everyone who's able to play through the uniform check and making sure that they're ready, even though there's no preseason, right? And the games from to where I was standing seemed pretty good, right? There wasn't a whole lot of like stinkers of games, which leads me to believe that the the preseason might be abolished entirely, right? But it's just like, oh, it snuck up on me. And then it's like, well, why are they playing football, right? It just seems to me that there's so many people involved with football that it's just so dangerous. If one person gets the coronavirus, that it's like, it's not worth it. Maybe I'm blowing things out of proportion, but I really don't think I am, right? I don't think that canceling sports for an entire year, like say canceling it for the rest of 2020 if that's what happened right I wouldn't have so much of a problem with that right because we are trying our best to get this under control, and in a lot of places it's not really under control right so I wouldn't be mad if there was like they just permanently canceled sports for the year right give the championship to whoever has the best record like i I really don't think that's such a bad idea. Right. But since that's not our reality, right, the NFL is coming in. And now we're watching like, potentially day or football is dangerous, like as a game itself, like football is just a dangerous game. So having that compounded by by COVID, like people like get cuts and bruises all the time. What if that shit enters your bloodstream? What if it mutates, you know, like, these are the things that keep me up at night right cuz i can suspend reality for like korean baseball right because korea handled this way better right than america did right seeing like nfl and seeing how america in my opinion fumbled this whole coronavirus thing right it just seems like it could be a walking recipe for disaster i hope not i hope it's okay i hope no one gets infected that's not what i want is for people to get infected or to get the virus right I don't want you to get the virus any more than I want me to get the virus, right? But it seems like we're we're taking an unnecessary leap here. Like me, like being COVID conscious and all that. Like I haven't gotten a haircut this year at all, right? Just cuz I don't think that's a risk worth taking and that's a fucking haircut, right? You're running the entirety of the NFL. That seems like a much harder job, right? And I would take that job pretty seriously and figure out the right way of going about it. But apparently a lot of people just haven't got the message. Speaking about my hair that I mentioned earlier, is it possible to have so much hair that your head starts to hurt? Like, I'm noticing, like, head pains in different spaces. So... We'll see if that's just like I have so much hair now that my body is getting used to lifting up the head. But yeah, I'm getting a little bit bit tender in certain areas just because my my head shape and my hair is so big and large and muscular and appropriate. So that's something to think about. More more health problems for me. I'm I might as well just go to the full blown doctor now that I've gone to dentists, optometrists, like I might as well just go to the full blown doctor. We'll see. Um, but in other news, like more recent news, Cardi B and Offset are coming back to or they're splitting apart. And that's something that I didn't think would happen. I genuinely thought Cardi B and Offset would be together forever. Right. And not because it's a perfect relationship, but because Offset cheated on Cardi B and Cardi B stayed and they seemed like relatively happy afterwards. It was like a fucking episode of Love Island, right? So, I figured that if they can make it through that, they would just stay together, and it would be like a celebrity couple that's been around for ages. But no, Cardi B and Offset, right? They are are getting a divorce, right? They have a a child, but they're they're getting a divorce, they are splitting up, and it seems like Cardi B is the one taking charge here and it just feels like um i know divorces are messy and maybe take a long time to process but you could have done this a while ago like i'm surprised it lasts as long as it did because i thought that since it didn't end after offset was caught cheating right that they would just be be there right cardi would forgive him and then they would just be there as a married couple post pics on instagram whatever but that is not the case here. And that shows that, you know, maybe you can forgive once, maybe you can forgive twice. But what happens when you forgive 17 times, right? Then you you get a little bit exhausted there, you know what I mean? And it's also, like, proof that, you know, relationships are messy. Is love real? Probably not, right? But it's also proof that we don't necessarily need to be invested in every aspect of celebrities lives because truthfully like cardi b getting married and divorced means nothing to me right i shouldn't care about this or think about this as much as i do i don't need to analyze a fucking divorce i don't know who these people are really i've never met them but because of how the culture is, how what celebrity is, right? It becomes a really interesting topic of debate, right? Why did they get married? Why did they get divorced? Who gets custody of their little tiny baby? Do Are they sharing custody? Is it joint custody? These people are both very, very rich. They can afford their own houses. How close are they going to live together? Do you think it was Cardi's fault? Do you think it was Offset's fault? Like so many things can be pulled from this thing that ultimately does not matter like someone else who I've never met being married does not matter to me that makes no sense right for me to think about it if I've never met someone I don't know them and they just show up for my birthday party right but it seems that in in this case right with you know all the relationships going on and all that, that that's sort of what it seems like, like these strangers were showing up to their parties, right, unannounced. And part of it is them like, posting, right, they post a lot of you know, their lives, but we have to remember that we don't know, like, the real life, right? Yes, you follow someone, yes, you follow a celebrity, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, you don't know what's being posted by them, or posted by a social media manager, you don't know any of that, right? So, it's best to, you know, appreciate from a distance, do not stand, standing is bad, right? And then then move on from there, right? Um but oh overall right in terms of what I want to talk about that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for for this week um I'm still preserving my voice like I'm struggling like I took a couple water breaks during this episode cuz I'm want to make sure that my voice is okay for tomorrow but I do think that this is a good place to wrap it up you know I talked about my my health escapades and what i think i think that was fun talked about the nfl which i actually like just haven't cared about like just thinking about like these games and everything like i haven't really watched a game yet so we'll see if i end up actually caring about the nfl in a meaningful way this year right but i think the most important thing to take away is you don't have to stand right you don't have to be super invested in in celebrities lives you can just appreciate from a distance, right? You can appreciate, you can admire a relationship, you might, you might think, oh, this works for a celebrity relationship, maybe it'll work for mine. But in terms of like, idolizing, standing, you don't need to do that, right? Because then look what happens, your favorite people get divorced. And now now you're sad, because someone else got divorced, and you don't even know them, right? So standing, maybe not the best idea. And that's something that. I've repeated throughout like the career of this podcast, but I need to repeat it again because some people just aren't getting it right. So you don't need to stand right. Football is back in case you forgot and um, take care of your eyes. Make sure that you are drivable with your eyesight so that you don't potentially crash or anything like that. Um, But other than that, thank you for listening, watching, paying attention. I will see you next week. Love you. Be safe. Bye. Oh,